If you missed the DSO Connect Retreat in Cape Coral, Florida back in July, you missed a whole weekend full of amazing, inspiring content to help you get organized and have a wildly successful season. For a limited time, we're offering our retreat replay for an unheard of $99. The amount of information and inspiration packed into this online course is easily worth 10 times that, but we're slashing the price temporarily to make it a no-brainer choice for you. Now that your season is underway, carve a little time out of your schedule to work on your business and not just in your business. The retreat replay could be just the thing. Seminar topics from this year's retreat include systematizing your studio using the five pillars of your business, ways to wow your customers, budgeting, creating a killer sales process, early childhood development and teaching tips, middle and high school classroom ideas, transitioning to the helm, and setting and achieving goals. To learn more and to grab your copy of the DSO Connect Retreat Replay today, go to dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the Retreat Replay tab. Don't wait because the $99 price tag won't last long. and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Robin and I am here today with Amanda who is one of our DSO Connect masterminds and we are talking about what is the secret sauce that some studio owners seem to have discovered that's making their studios more successful in a post-2020 world than they were even pre-2020. And good for her. Amanda raised her hand and she's like, I'm killing it. So I was like, we have to talk to you. So welcome, Amanda. Hello. I'm glad to be here. I feel like I haven't been on in a while. It's been a while. All right. So most of our listeners do know Amanda, so I don't need to do a big old introduction. But just briefly, I will say Amanda um, owns a studio in um, Buffalo, near Buffalo, New York, right? Mm -hmm. And um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your studio vibe? And um, because last week we interviewed Dana, who has a studio that's very different from yours. So I just want you to paint a picture of what your studio looks like, and then we can we can go from there. Sure. Dana is lovely. Um, love her. And that was a great episode, by the way. Loved it. Um, I will say that our studio is, uh, we have 300 kids at our studio, um, around 800 enrollments. The vibe of our studio is uh, very community and connection based, but we run a competitive program and we run a recreational program as well. So we kind of have two different tracks going um, throughout the studio. We offer classes in everything you can think of, music, theater, voice, tap, jazz, ballet, hip hop, acro, all of that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where, yeah. where my studio is at. That's fantastic. And you've been doing this for quite a while. How many years yep. in are you? I've owned the studio for 13 years, but the studio has been around for 38 years. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, you know, been through it. Yeah. And for those who have been listening to us throughout the whole 2020 um, adventure, um, 
we all got a hit. We all suffered a blow, whether it be to state regulations or uh, or mandates or local mandates or even just people's fear. Um, we all kind of got a hit with a blow, but you have recovered beautifully at least. And I, I talk to you every week and I know that it's not been easy, um, but on the, on the numbers end and on the outside, it looks like celebrity dance emporium is really thriving. So, um, let's talk about that. Tell me about, um, how, what is your student population looking like now? My first question is, are, what, let's have a real brief, like roundabout, where were your numbers before? How low did you go? And where are you now? So I ended like 2019 year. So, you know, not, not like the 20, like the 2018, 2019 year. I Mm -hmm. ended at like two, I think it was like 270. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And then I dropped during COVID to 232. That's not really that bad. Um, And then now we're at 300. All right. So now we've exceeded Mm -hmm. where, and I've never had this many students before. This is the highest amount of students I've ever had. So are the students, did you... The ones that you lost, would you say they are gone for good or some of them came back? Um, some of them did come back for sure. We definitely did a lot of texting, like a whole texting campaign to really, you know, reach out to those parents that we knew that we had red flagged in their account, you know, like nervous Nelly about mm-hmm. COVID or whatever, you know. Um, and we did have some of them come back. Mm-hmm. Um but we also, I will say, in the midst of everything, I last year it had a new studio open a mile away from me. Now wow. we have we have eight studios within a five mile radius of me, but we had a new one open in the middle of pandemic, mm-hmm. literally a mile away, like around the block. So um, that you know threw me for a little bit of a loop, but it has really not affected us at all, thankfully. So I'm very, I'm very thankful for that. Um, but yeah, we, we reached out to those parents. Um, I just think for me personally, I think that in my area, COVID is very scary. Mm -hmm. Like not like I'm scared of it. Like the parents are scared of it. Mm -hmm. So it's a very like, I think it's even a very different vibe from where you live. Um, It's like, you know, there's a lot of people that are very afraid, a lot of people that quit because of that, try to do the online thing. You know how that goes. doesn't Mm -hmm. really work out well. Um, But I really feel like we handled, um, we handled the COVID experience very well. Mm -hmm. And um, because of that, we got a lot of referrals a lot of people that were just very happy to, you know, to come to us because of the precautions that we were taking because you, that's you really gained trust in people. Yeah. People and I think just in our area, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it might not be, you know, for other people's areas, but for mm-hmm. us, that was really the only option. And I'll be honest with you. Um, we just had a COVID case in our studio like last week. Mm-hmm. And when the health department called us, they literally said, 
Well, I would just like to let you know that this mom gave you a glowing review of how safe your studio is. And we would like to thank you for being, and we are so grateful for everything that you are doing during this. Wow. And Good for you. so that was like, so the oh, health department called the health department. Yes, for contact tracing. So when somebody when somebody has COVID, if they've been in your studio, they have to like notify you and find out. But we didn't. Nobody had to quarantine or anything because of all the precautions that we're taking. So that ended up being um, a saving grace for us mm -hmm. to not have to worry about closing down. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know, in, in my town, we've had a couple cases of COVID at the studio. Not like it's been like oh, so and so's dad tested has COVID or tested positive and having COVID and testing positive for COVID are two different things. But you know, you get the call that says so and so has been exposed or tested positive, and we're going to keep her home for a week. But I've never had the um, health department call me. So I wonder if that's the a difference in Pennsylvania and New York. 100%. Um, I can guarantee that. Yeah. Like, so basically, we've had tons of parents like that have had COVID and mm -hmm. their kid had a quarantine because they were a close contact, whatever. But mm -hmm. this is actually the first time that we've had a case in the studio where they were in the studio like um, two, day, two days prior where they would have been, you know, mm -hmm. spreading it. Um, but yeah, so they call you to get all the info. But I think that's one piece of it. I think another, another piece for us is... Um, during this online thing, we really amped up our community to keep our parents and our students connected. Mm -hmm. And I think that has been a huge piece of it as well. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that we've... So you've also must have um, attracted some new families as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Would you say that they're mostly littles or are they mediums or bigs? I would say we've... Okay, so last year we had like 27 three-year-olds and we have 65 this wow. year. Wow. So a lot of our littles came back and I think that is just a testament to the fact that things are starting to loosen up and I think mm -hmm. parents are feeling a little bit safer. Um, and they might be ready to just get back at life. Yeah, um, yeah. I think everybody is, and I think it's a curse too because we're on the opposite end of things. Things aren't always like rainbow and butterflies. We're dealing with now that everything is open, our students want to do everything. Oh. And they want to do the musical and they want to try out for basketball and they want to do all these things because it wasn't there last year. And we're trying to navigate this the best way that we can because, well, you made a commitment for the year and you can't let people down. But also I understand where they're coming from because they missed out on so much. So it's like trying to find that happy medium. Mm -hmm. And it is so hard. Do you know I never saw that coming? I, 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 and now looking back, I'm like, duh. But I really thought that as the dance studio, because we fought and clawed and bent over backwards as studio owners to keep our kids engaged and to deliver prop bags to their door and to, like you said, keep in contact with people. We went above and beyond to the point that we lost sleep, drank too much wine, had anxiety attacks. Yes. Like we really did it. 
And I kind of thought that when this all kind of was said and done, that we would have so much loyalty. Like everyone would be like, the studio was there for us and the school wasn't. (laughs) And what's happening now is the opposite. People are like, yeah, well, we didn't get to do volleyball last year or cheerleading or go to a football game. And school things are free. Mm Mm-hmm. So as much as you don't want to think about it from a money standpoint, um, inflation is crazy across the board right now with everything. I mean, my prices had to go up. Everything had to go up. So they're seeing parents are seeing, well, this is a thing my kid can do and they don't have to pay for it. And it's sad, but true. Yeah. Yeah. And I did lose a couple of package kids like entering that middle school age and you, you, your mind goes through this whole thing, like, because they assure, assured me that, um, oh, it has nothing to do with the studio. We love the studio, but she wants to do middle school things. And, and what wasn't said, but what I kind of read into it is, and she's got three older brothers in college. Hmm. And, and that could be. <laughs> and dance you know? tuition is like $750 a month. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's definitely a consideration that you can't complain. You know, you can't argue with that. No, it sucks, but it is what it is. You know, back to what you were saying, um, you've got kids who have signed up for dance, but they also want to dabble in the school things. And so are you finding yourself kind of like, all right, I don't want to be too hard ass with my rules because I don't want to push them away and have them choose the school activity. However, I need to, draw a line and I can't be completely loosey goosey. Otherwise my whole program loses its integrity. Yeah. Um, I mean, my comp kids have an absence policy. So I just tell them if you want to do something, that's fine. You just need to know that these are, this is your limit. And Mm -hmm. if you exceed it, you are off the team. There are no like, Mm -hmm. you know, extra gives or whatever. It just is what it is. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to the rec kids, that's a harder thing because, you know, we've created this like third home for them, right? Like their, their school is their second home. And then their third home is here, especially our teens, like our teen rec kids, like a lot of them are misfits and, you know, they don't have um, a lot of support at home. Mm. So, uh, we kind of just let it slide for this year because I would rather them be absent for a month. I mean, they still have to pay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like, we don't do that at my studio. <laughs> like, right. you're going to pay, but if you want to be absent for a month and still be able to come back, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that after this year, it will subside a little bit. I just think that right now, and I'm seeing like the effects of it as in the kids are getting burned out because they're wanting to do all of these things. And then all of a sudden we're getting calls from parents like, well, what can Susie drop? Because she's just not handling her time management well. And it's like, okay, yeah, we need to have a conversation with these kids because I understand that it's been an entire year mm-hmm. since you've really had to do school and do life, but yeah, like you can't do it all there, you know? And I think that there's probably two things happening there. One is they are maybe putting so much on their plate because they've been hungry for a while, mm-hmm. but also um, because they've been not engaged in things they can handle less 
-hmm. So, you know, in 2019, maybe our teens could handle, you know, a sport, dance company, um, going to religious, you know, whatever their religious education is, and having a social life and, you know, being on honor society and taking AP classes. And now after how many months of being so slowed down and, and stripped away of all the extras, now it's like they can only handle a couple things. Yeah. Absolutely. Or maybe they are just piling it on so much. And yeah, I'm also sensing that sometimes the parents are feeling overwhelmed. Like, hey, oh, that was the nice. parents are not okay. <laughs> like, not at all. I mean, I've had, I've talked three parents off the ledge this week alone. Like, really? Yes, one parent. I don't want to fight. I just don't want to fight with my child anymore. She loves coming to dance, but I just getting her leotard on is just too much for me. Mm. And it's like, okay, I get it. But also, like, you guys got to grow a set, too. Like, you guys are – parents are superheroes. Like, you did so much, and you can't just, like, give in because you're tired. And that's a, that's a whole thing in itself, I think. Yeah, so we're not really through this. I mean, there's – a lot of people are, are either damaged or broken or a little bit dinged up mm -hmm. um, by this. And even the people who say, oh, I'm fine, it's great. I think that there's a lot of stuff going on under the surface with a lot of people. I just feel like um, everywhere I look, there's just like a, a flat line of energy, you know? And yeah. I'm, I mean, I feel it in myself as well. So I've actually been doing some self-reflection and, and trying to, you know, change my whole outlook and, and what I consume in terms of like podcasts and, and energy from other people so that I can, you know, make a, a change on that. But we need to um, help our kids to do that too. I don't know how much we can influence the parents, but we can definitely help the, our kids when they're in our care. Absolutely. And I agree with you on just the energy shift. Like, I think being a leader in this whole situation is the hardest thing of them all. Like I have had to be such a cheerleader for my staff to the point where it is just exhausting mm -hmm. um, because they're not okay. Mm -hmm. They are not okay. I just did um, in-class observations over the last two weeks and like we do like mid-year or beginning of the year reviews. Um, mm -hmm. And I make them fill out self-evaluations and it's like, they are not okay. Mm. I had like two of my staff members in tears and, and it has nothing to do with the studio. It's like, guys, what do we do? Like I have I just had to really dig deep and keep them going. And that is a whole like layer in itself that it's just so exhausting. Um, but I think if we keep going and if we are positive and we are like, we are the bright light, it will trickle down to our kids too. But it's, yeah. it is a lot. It's definitely an undertaking and it definitely takes its toll. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a heavy burden. And um, so back to what your secret sauce might be. What are you, are you finding my, my kind of conundrum is you know, we talked about how kids might feel like, oh my God, it's too much. It's just too much. It's too much. But then on the other hand, I hear them saying, um, 
where's the spark? Where's the excitement? I'm bored, you know, um, or, you know, me, in my situation, it's like a lot of my students have been dancing with us for many, many, many years. And maybe they're, um, you know, they've done the Polo Center every year since they were three and now they're 15. They've done Open Marley Night. They've done the fall tour. They've done all the things. And where is the excitement and the spark and the, the shiny thing? And maybe in their minds, maybe it's in cheerleading or maybe it's in a different studio because they don't want to give up dance, but they're just looking for something shiny. Um, so I'm trying to add shiny things to my program. And then you hear it's too much. We just can't add anything else. It's just too much. <laughs> so it's like, which one do you want? <laughs> yeah, I think um, we haven't really gotten that a whole lot. I think we've been really like celebrating in our traditions being back. Like, okay our Halloween party that we do every year for the community, we haven't done in two years and we got to do it in October. And all of these things that we haven't been able to do, we're kind of really amping up. Like, mm -hmm. I think the more you can develop a, like the traditions within your studio, mm -hmm. I think there's, there's a stickiness to this with your kids. Um, but also like, we're trying to find ways to celebrate the kids as mm -hmm. much as we can. We're actually in the process of making little mini buttons that have like, you know, the splits club button mm -hmm. and like the aerial button. And I got my wings, tap wings and like um, mm -hmm. honor, honor roll button because kids love pins and like they can put them on their bag or their jacket. And this is like not just a competitive thing. This is across the board. So we're like, how can we, uh, we have a my first point shoes button, like things like that, that we can give out. That is um, brilliant. Yeah. And so we're, we're working on designs for that right now. Um, and I can't take credit for that. That's definitely like I've seen other studios that have done it and I've been wanting to do it for a while. And I'm like, this is the time. Like this is when, what we need right now. And uh, what else do we like? We do um, our we theme our years, which I know not everybody does. Our, too. our our recital is um, color in motion this year, so we actually theme every month is a different color, and then there is a character trait that is attached to the color based on like if you look up like what does red mean, mm -hmm. and it, yeah. So this month is orange, and orange stands for determination oh. so we have like a giant paint like you know like the artist easel thing we have it like on the wall and we have like orange paint splatters that we give out to students that recognize them for their determination oh. um, and we hang them on the wall and we, we post their picture on social media so um trying to like do things like that so like you know last month was purple, which was creativity. And we worked a lot on improv and talked about all the different ways that we can embrace our creativity and September was courage. So um, that is kind of a, a fun thing that we've weaved throughout the year to kind of tie it, into our recital theme. And it makes each month seem like um, it adds some excitement and some variety. So it's not like this never ending, you know, straight line to the recital and you can't even see it. It's yeah. like it breaks things into bite-sized pieces. And um, yeah, I like that. That's really cool. 
Yeah, we've done like we do like Motivation Monday posts on our social media. So like every month, all of those quotes tie into that character trait. Mm. So we try to really weave it as much as we can throughout. Like our newsletter is all tinted orange and like, mm. you know, everything is so um, and it helps get the parents on board and, you know, everything like that. So that's something that we do that we try to you know, make fun for the kids and it helps them work harder too. Cause they want that stupid paint splatter like more <laughs> than you would ever care to believe. Um, and like, it's a piece of construction paper, but it is not to them. It is yeah. everything to them. So, um, finding those moments and those things I, I think are really important in class right now more than ever. Do you have many older, let's talk about the older kids. Um, do you have many of them that aspire to dance after high school or do most of them kind of think of this as some, it's like their high school sport and then they're going to go be a nurse or a teacher or something else? I'm not really sure. Um, I We have had students that dance professionally for sure, went to college for dance. Um, but this recent crop that we have, I just feel like they've, we haven't really discussed it a whole lot because I mean, the last two years was yeah. pretty much just like, keep them mm -hmm. here, keep them engaged, <laughs> keep them moving. Um, so it is something that usually we do like a Saturday series, like a couple times a year where we'll bring in like some professors from the nearby college to like talk to the kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but we haven't done that. So that's something that I think is on their mind, but I, you know, for sure need to explore that a little bit more. It's just been on our back burner. Yeah. Because if your kids do aspire to that, that's, that's a carrot on the end of a stick for them built in, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's their goalpost. That's what they're working for. And they're not going to give you that email that says, I just want to be a high school senior this year and I'm not going to dance because they want to dance in college. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how we keep our kids, our older kids motivated if they don't have those aspirations. Um, and you have your competition team. And so that definitely, you know, is that a big source of inspiration for them? Like we've got to come to, to rehearsal because we've got to do well at competition. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, but also they, they sign a contract and they're under, well, absence. showing up is different than being excited about being there. 100%. So, I think I, I get it. Like, um, I think it's the community for the older ones. Like, because we do have a lot of, I mean, our teen rec jazz class has mm -hmm. 19 kids in it. That's fantastic. And none of these kids compete. They come to dance once a week for jazz. That's it. Some of them don't even take anything else, no ballet, no nothing. They're not even that great. And it doesn't matter because they have created this community within their class that it's like, this is like their hangout place. Like this is their, their jam, you know? So how have you as a studio owner fostered that? Like, do they have, do you have like a, a dancer lounge where they can hang out or so they're not just all standing outside the studio door? Like, do you, how do you facilitate um, that community, because there's only so much you can do to make people like each other. But what? Yeah. I mean, we have definitely we have a huge lobby that they can hang out in. Um, I I think like my my rec jazz teacher is 
wonderful. And she's really good at um, creating relationships with, and, you know, I, I think it's just something that naturally just happens over time. Sure. And, but it doesn't happen in every class, right? Like, don't you sometimes have, like you, you, you immediately went to this one jazz class, but maybe you have the, a, you know, that teen modern class that's kind of like on shaky ground. And if you were to ask yourself, what's the magic formula so we can reproduce that energy over here, or at least try, you say the teacher really has... I definitely say the, say the teacher for sure. And I think Jackie likes to weave in a lot of life lessons into her teaching. Like she will, if they're acting out, she will sit them down and be like, look at this is what you're going to do when you go on a job interview. And that, you know, and she, she's very real and she talks to them and she's on their level. Um, and she lets them talk sometimes, you know, lets so them she get makes a out. real connection with them and makes Absolutely. them feel seen and heard and important. Yes. Yes. 100%. And, and especially, I mean, you used the word misfits earlier and I, I know you meant it very endearingly. I use that word sometimes for some of my students as well. Um, it's not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just that they don't have a thing at school. And so they can find their thing here at our studio. Yes. Absolutely. And so they're not known as like the, the athletic kid or the, cheer, the cheerleader or the homecoming yep. queen. She's just, and she may not be the most brilliant in math class, but in, here in the dance studio, she can be something special. Yeah. I also think um, our class assistant program has helped with like mm -hmm. getting them in because um, we do have a few, like quite a few kids that are a class. They do have to take ballet to be mm -hmm. a class assistant, but they don't have to be our competitive kids only. And for those kids that might not be that great at dance, but they love it and they come maybe once or twice a week and that's it. Um, it is like everything for them to be mm -hmm. able to be a part of that program. Again, it's being a part of something extra, something special that not everybody is doing. Right, right. So um, do you, are you sensing any loss of technical advancement from the time that we missed? 100, yes, yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> We just had this conversation the other day, me and my staff, like I have been banging my head against the wall trying to figure out like why it is so dang hard for these kids to do like these easy things. And um, I just have to keep and I, you know, obviously preaching to my staff like we just have to keep preaching grace. We have to give them grace like you just have to understand that they say they're a level four, but they're not a level four and we're just going to work where they are and we're going to keep it. Eventually, I think it will come back. Mm -hmm. But I think there is, um, in addition to them being a little technically behind, because even though we were in the studio last year, we were dancing in boxes. Like it's not mm -hmm. like they could do a lot of things like they normally can do. And while we're back to pretty much normal now. Um, I do think that even just the way that they think 
is not the same anymore. Like their focus is so bad because they've been like learning through a computer screen for an entire year. And it's, there's a, there's a whole lot, I think that's kind of the recipe for why they are the way that they are. And we're just kind of trying to get them excited about it again so that they will want to push themselves. And I think once we get to that point, I'm hoping, although, you know, we just might be delayed for a bit. There might be a weird gap in our program yeah. for the, you know, like it just is. Um, do you feel like it's like that delay or that drop in proficiency is more prevalent in your teens or is it throughout your whole studio? Um, I mean, definitely for my teens, but I do think like my seven and eight year old, like seven and up, I think mm -hmm. I would say anything below seven. I mean, they're, they're just doing what they're doing, but. So it's mostly the kids who were in school. Yeah. Because the little ones who are home with mom, that was normal. And maybe mom's a little more stressed out and maybe the older siblings are home. But I think I think you're right. Like we've also had a lot of young kids come in. So our creative kids program and our discovery gym, um, little tumblers are doing very well. It's that seven and up group that I'm feeling are the most kind of displaced a little bit. And so when we talk about like in years to come, I always think, how will we look back on this historically? And will we say like the kids that were seven to 18 during 2020 and 2021 were like the most affected by, but you know, you think about it. I've got a kid in college who was trying to go to college. He had his own experience, which is different than that of, a, of you know, the kids who had to go to high school last mm -hmm. year, which is different from the kids who stayed home and did virtual school, which is different from the little kids who just saw mom being really stressed out. And now yeah. all of a sudden her parents are working from home, which is different from the parents experience, which is different from the older folks experience who are maybe worried about their own, you know, vulnerabilities. I feel like everyone has been affected in a very yeah. different way. I agree. And I'd even say that the little ones have still been effective because while our program is really great right now, um, the separation anxiety mm. from those kids are real. And I will tell you, we had some criers for quite a few weeks. Like I had to come in on my days off like many of times just to get these kids like into the room because they have done nothing but be next to mom for wow. an entire year and yeah. the parents are like take her take her <laughs> like they don't they don't they don't want her so yeah. i'm grateful that the parents are like not like oh it's okay maybe yeah. we'll try you know like they're just like throwing this child yeah. at you but it's a lot you know so then that trickles up to your teachers because your mm -hmm. teachers are exhausted and frustrated because they have seven kids that scream and cried for four hours straight while they're trying to run class for other people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it it is affecting, I think, everybody. I think everybody's just affected differently. Yeah. So I think in our marketing as studio owners, we could really, um, you know, not to focus on anything negative, but to focus on the positive 
uh, the benefits that a dance education or an arts education, um, the benefits that, that this will have on our kids uh, as a result of what they kind of were through. And again, yeah. not focus on the negative, but just for example, the, the amount of screen time that these kids probably had over the last year and a half, whether it be learning or Netflix binging or too much TikTok or social media or whatever. And now here we are, at least if you sign your kid up for a one hour teen jazz class, you know that there's one hour. <laughs> Yeah, and your kid is not on the screen. No, for sure. And I will say, though, like we've been really diving into reels on Instagram with our studio um, and we've been like allowing the kids to do them for mm -hmm. us. And that's kind of helped with our teens like, OK, guys, it's real time. So I'm going to let you come up with something and like it gives them a way to kind of be connected socially without um you know, they're not like stripping and like rubbing their bodies and dancing to like, you know, gross music on TikTok, but they're, they're doing something that they like. Mm -hmm. So that's like a, a, that's a carrot that we dangle in mm -hmm. front of, of the older ones. And yeah. they, they really seem to respond to that. Yeah, that's great. So it's interesting because I always imagined that we would cross this finish line, you know, uh, through all those calls that we all had together in 2020 and we were all lamenting you know these restrictions and these boundaries that we had to stay within and all of these you know roadblocks in our way and i and i remember us just talking about how we're going to get through it and when life gets back to normal and it was almost as if we would run through like a finish line ribbon yes. and we'd be like everything's normal again and here we are and it's not like that at all it's like a no. slow a slow motion easing into some sense of normal and a lot of people having their, you know, their little, and I don't say this to be negative, but their people have their own damage and, or their own little, you know, boo-boos on their soul or whatever. And, um, we, and everyone's is different. I think that the government would be wise to like, allow free counseling to everybody that has gone through a pandemic because I think there is something to be said about just so many people getting divorced and I mean there's just so many things that we mm -hmm. have come across with parents and kids and you know we just keep you just, I think as studio owners we just have to keep being the bright light for them mm -hmm. keep pulling them back in keep the community like post in your Facebook group all the time, like be in there. Like that's where we connected with parents on the utmost level during pandemic. And we're going to, we're really trying to keep that because even though they're allowed back in the studio, they're not all back in like, parents are still dropping off like i'm like the lobby's open and it's still I like kind of too yeah so i feel like there is still a disconnect it's almost like we as adults forgot how to socialize mm -hmm. and so i would rather just sit in my car than come in here and have to awkwardly talk to somebody even though that might be what you actually need for your soul so if that means that we are going to connect virtually, then that's what it means. And I know that it's not my favorite thing to do and my staff's favorite thing to do to have to be in the Facebook group every once in a while. But 
I think that there is something to that. And um, however we can make that connection with those parents, um, we just have to do it, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point too, Amanda. Um, I'm struck. We have a lot of um, opportunities for parents to volunteer, whether it be with class moms or crockpot moms, or you know, parents painting sets or things like that. And it's a little bit of a struggle this year to get parents to want to come out and do things. Um, and we try to make it fun. You know, it's like, hey, pizza. But it's still. Here. You know what I'll say? It's still not for them though. Like they're coming out and volunteering for you. We are thinking about offering a parent program mm. where we offer like once a month, like a relaxation, meditation, self-care class. And mm. I have a teacher that really jives with that kind of thing. And she, she loves parents. So, um, she has always wanted to like kind of develop this program. And while I don't necessarily have the um, hours available to pay for something like that, um, I'm willing to give it a go because even if it's just we do it like two events this year and we just see how it goes, I really think there's something to I, I need to do this for me. Like I think that we've all had this this new like epiphany. I mean, there's this great resignation going on, right? Everybody's quitting their jobs, not because they're unhappy with the job itself, but because they're realizing that life is short and they want to follow. A lot of it is they, I mean, yes, some people are just quitting to quit, but I think a lot of people are really wanting to follow their dreams and take a different path that just gives them joy. So if I can offer something in the studio that gives them that joy, then I can keep them yeah. in my circle. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying, even with the teens, like, where's the excitement? Where's the shiny object? And, and yeah, people are, you know, quitting their changing jobs, closing their businesses, moving to a different state, yep. getting, you know, redecorating their house. I don't know. Um, no, seriously, though. for a change of scenery. Yeah. yeah. But I'm interested to know how that pans out on how, and whether parents are willing to go to a dance studio for like a self-care situation or would they rather go to the salon? You know what I mean? Well, um, I will tell you our adult program, like our, we have two adult tap classes on the schedule this year and we do adult jazz, which is non-performing and those are pretty packed. So I know that parents want something. Yeah. Um, but I'll keep you posted once yeah. we, you know, once we kind of decide what we're going to do. I mean, I have no intentions of doing any of it, but she will run it for me and I will let you know what the results are because maybe that's something that people can start in their studios. And it's not like a main money maker, but it's just something to like offer on the side to show that you're even thinking of mm -hmm. them. And yeah. I think that's almost just as important, you know? Yeah. No, I definitely think that you're onto something when it comes to getting the parents to feel connected to the studio as well. I remember years ago when my kids were playing sports and I was, um, it w must have been like 24. 
14 or 13 when I was kind of just getting into all of this DSO Connect stuff. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm full speed ahead. This, you know, do everything I can do to build my business and up level it. And I remember sitting in the bleachers and instead of thinking about my kid playing football, sorry, um, I was thinking, what is so appealing about this to all these parents? Look around you. There's parents in the stands. There's parents in the concessions booth. There's parents being the photographer. There's parents coaching. There's parents being the cheerleading coach. There's parents just whose job it is to like provide refreshments. What is it about this that is so appealing to the parents? And I, what I came away with was, um, it's def. It, they had jobs to do. So it it's wasn't a sense of belonging, a sense of belonging, a sense of community. Um, and they, you know, like, let's say you so and so is a photographer, like they could just volunteer to like take pictures of the whole team. And then, you know, so I just that's why I'm trying to at least start right now with getting these parents to volunteer again. Mm -hmm. So that and and I said earlier, you know, we do try to make it fun. So it's not like I want you to go outside in the cold and do something like, you know, sweep the parking lot. It's like, let's but maybe get you have like a Monday mimosas in the studio. Yeah. And, and you just host a little mingle. Mm -hmm. And then if they do that, then they're going to want to volunteer because yeah. they've already been sucked in, you know, yeah. like a, a tappy hour. Or, yeah. uh, you know, like doing little things like that. Because if you think about it, like the team kids, those parents are in it because they are fundraising and they're doing all these things and they have, they're seeing the same parents and they're, they're connecting. We, we travel out of state. So they're, you know, in the pool, drinking wine together. <laughs> and it's like they have those moments to have that connection and the other parents at the studio don't have that. So how can we offer something right. like that, that will, you know, keep how can that. we jumpstart those relationships? Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the hard part about it. Cause I don't even know if there's one specific secret. Yeah. Thing. It's just, I think you got to just keep pushing it. You got to keep yeah. being there and keep, you know, showing up and keep offering these things. And eventually I think it will. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if you, oftentimes I just try to think of how would I feel in a particular situation? Like literally if um, somebody, oh, th uh, there's a publication that I um, advertise in. It's a local, small community publication and I keep getting these emails that they're having like a holiday um like appetizer cocktail hour or something for all their advertisers and I keep not saying yes to it I mean I like wine and appetizers and talking but I don't know who's gonna be there you know and I'm like like if I knew that it was my people and I'm walking in and I'm like hey you know and I'm not I'm not unable to make friends I mean I'm pretty outgoing when it's my event mm -hmm. but when it's someone else's event and i'm nobody walking in there i mean there's some anxiety there you know not anxiety but there's a little reluctance so it's like well, and i think i that. think there is more of that than usual though so you're having to get over that hump for yeah, so times. i'm just thinking how many parents if i said hey we're gonna have a a parent meet and greet get to know the other moms at the studio i can bet that a bunch of them will be like mm, I don't know them, so I feel uncomfortable going to get to know them. True. So, so that's but, what we have to break through. That's yeah, and maybe you 
you do it and you have the people in here that you know will show yeah. up and will yeah. be the life of the party and you take all the pictures in the world and you you <laughs> like set the scene and make it look like it was literally a rave in your in your lobby <laughs> and that they would why would you want to miss this again like right. there you know so i think there's like that fear of missing out that you kind of have to cash in on in order to get them in the building and then it's like yeah as long as you got people there that are good about making conversation like I'm not that person I know that's hard to believe <laughs> but uh, I'm very introverted and I mean I am social for sure like I have no problems talking to people but my social battery runs out very quickly but I have people on my staff and I have parents that I know live for that type of thing like I have one team mom that makes you know, pudding shots for competition for the parents to have once they're back at the hotel. And she just like loves. So she would love to just be able to mingle and have a glass of wine and talk to those people. Like I would make sure that she wasn't like, I don't care. Do I have to get you a gift card? What do I have to do? You're going to be here like that's You know, so I think yeah. I think it's just it's almost like you're trying to change the culture of your studio. Mm -hmm. And we'll that rebuild it to what it was before. Yeah, and that doesn't happen overnight. So I just think, like, I want to like encourage all of the studio owners to just know that it doesn't happen overnight, mm -hmm. and that if you keep doing it, you might not realize it right away, but you, it is going to change and it's going to be amazing. But you just have to like keep chipping away at it, like keep offering those events, keep doing those little things find ways to recognize the parents. Mm. What if you did like a, what if you did like a parent of the month or something mm. like, and you know, like all find those ways to connect that have nothing to do with dance. And I promise it will get better. Yeah. Cause I think it's really frustrating. Like some, I, I just know from talking to other studio owners that like, you want it to just be changed. You're like, okay, I want to just like snap my fingers and like, it's going to be like mm -hmm. amazing, but it's not like we have a ton of work to do to get these parents back in the studio and, mm -hmm. you know, just keep pushing. Yep. Don't give up. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to end. I think that, um, yeah, we kind of talked about a lot of things, a lot of really good ideas. So, Keep yeah. on chugging, ladies and guys who own studios. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to work out. It's getting better. It's going to be great, you know, and there's still low points for sure, you know, but um, I think that we've crossed the finish line, but we just, you know. We're still out of breath and we can't enjoy yeah. it yet because we're hyperventilating. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. We've crossed the finish line. Like nothing's going to shut down again. We're, we're past that point, but we're still dealing with just that little bit of, you know, residual damage from it. And we just need to keep going and it'll be better, you know? Yeah. But thanks for having well, me. Awesome. I'm so glad that we got to talk. No problem. Um, Amanda, it was great to see you. And um, to all of our listeners, we will um, hope to see you in our group, DSO Connect Community on Facebook. Um, we love to meet new studio owners and, 
you know, help support you and cheer on your successes and help you work out your problems. And it's a very um, friendly group, no judgment. And um, we're always looking for new DSO friends. So thanks, everybody. And we will see you next time. Bye.